Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 100. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Next Step Test Prep, the MCAT podcast is here to make sure you have the information you need to succeed on your MCAT test day. We all know that the MCAT is one of the biggest hurdles you'll face as a pre-med, and we're here to give you the motivation and information that you need to know to help get you the score you deserve so you can one day call yourself a physician. Welcome back to the MCAT podcast. I'm excited for you to be here. As always, I, Dr. Ryan Gray, am joined by Clara from Next Step Test Prep. And this week, we are diving into sociology high-yield topics. Clara, back for some more MCAT podcasts, more high-yield topics. Last week, we did psychology. This week, sociology. I want to know why, in my mind, right, psychology, sociology, how can there be high-yield topics for that? Like, for chemistry and physics and all this other stuff. Yeah, there's going to be the the very common things that are talked about and equations that we have to remember. Why sociology and psychology? Why, what's high yield about those things? Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. And I think the reason why we tend to think there won't be high yield psych and soci is because um, of what I think you you and I have talked about regarding like psych has a lot of terms where you just need to memorize them uh, and you either know them or you don't. Uh, so it can be tempting to think, oh, I'm just memorizing like hundreds of terms. Like there's nothing high yield about like a bunch of random terms. And to some degree, that's a little bit true. But really, if you look at certain topics within psych or certain topics within sociology, you'll see these clusters. Like, like for example, the one we're going to talk about today is inequality. And inequality has a lot of terms that you'll need to know um, related to things like poverty and, and that sort of thing. But those terms come up, up over and over and over. And it's like practically guaranteed that you'll get like at least one question or a couple of questions that ask about these very specific sets of terms. Uh, and so that's what makes high yield in psych and social and inequality in particular um, comes up very often, even though sociology is not as heavily tested as psych. Uh, and I think it's just a test maker's way of trying to really emphasize that. Yeah, this topic is really important. Okay. Um, all right, go ahead and read our first question here. All right. Question 11. If spatial inequality exists between two areas of the same city, A, one area must be larger in total land acreage than the other. B, one area must be significantly more urban than the other. C, one area must have a more densely packed population than the other. 
Or D, one area must have more accessible resources, such as stores, clean water, and medical facilities than the other. Um, all right, so straight up definition here. Um, and three, three of them to me just don't scream inequality, right? When I think inequality, I think one person or one group of people are, uh, are being harmed, potentially, right? It may be a more severe word than is necessary, but that's just what pops into my head. And so I don't go and say, oh, Rhode Island is getting harmed versus people in California because it's <laughs> so much smaller. Um, so that's that to me is just silly. It doesn't make sense. Um, I, again, answer choice B, one is more urban than another. You don't you don't see people. I mean, yeah, you, you potentially think there is some inequalities with uh, maybe uh, resources, um, think of like healthcare specifically doctors in more rural areas. Um, but, uh, there are other things that being out in a rural area has that then urban centers don't have either. So that one to me doesn't make sense. Um, uh, again, C densely packed populations again, is kind of like B. Um, and so I would go with D because that one to me screams inequalities. Like if one area has these resources and others don't, and then that is in my, my, I, my eyes, the definition of inequality. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. You're right about this one. Okay. Um, yeah. It is, so there are, there are questions that are sort of obvious, um, in, in every section of the MCAT, and this is this is one of them. If you just think, OK, inequality, you can get to answer choice D. Um, but if you overthink it, you try to think, oh, you know, but if I am in an area um, that's more urban than another area, then maybe it's more polluted or like you start making these like cognitive jumps. Uh, that's when you'll end up talking yourself out of the right answer. Mm-hmm. So, OK. All right. So don't talk yourself out of the right answer. That's the goal of of the MCAT. Exactly. (laughs) Question 15. Which of the following options represent demographic variables that impact lifespan? Uh, And this is a Roman numeral answer. So Roman numeral one, gender. Roman numeral two, ethnicity. Three, diet. Or four, education. A is two only. B is one and two only. C is one, two, and four only. And D is one, two, three, and four. So all of the above. Uh, all right. And so making sure that I'm reading the question, making sure it's not a none of these or least of or more than. Uh, so it's it's not a tricky question. So which ones represent um, a variable? Which of these variables affect lifespan, basically? Impact lifespan. Um, and so gender is interesting. Um, ooh, so here's my first question. Is gender a demographic variable? Ooh. So that would be my first question. Are they trying to trick me by, by throwing in something that isn't a demographic variable? <laughs> so I would look through the answer choices and see that one is in three of them. So I'm going to leave one in because I'm like, okay, because I don't think it's two only. Uh, Ethnicity only is going to impact lifespan. So I'm going to throw out A and I'm going to keep gender because it's in the answer for all the other ones. Um, And so really the 
The only question will then come down to just looking at the Roman Roman numerals. And I don't know if this is a skill or a trick that you teach to go. Roman numeral three is kind of the only one that is going to make or break all of the rest of the answers. Um, And so I would go with three and go, okay, does diet affect lifespan? And to me, just kind of thinking as a layman, of course, diet affects lifespan. So I would say three has to be right, which means D is the right answer. Diet diet definitely does affect lifespan, but it's not actually a demographic. Oh, so I was right. I was like thinking through gender going, is it a demographic variable? But diet is not a demographic variable. Oh, man. All right. So we'll have to talk about what in, what's included in a demographic variable or not. Totally. Um, yeah. So so basically, um, and, and just just to say real quick with that strategy you used with three, um, that was great. Um, definitely, if there's one answer choice that has a Roman numeral and none of the other ones do, uh, you can strategically use that to maybe uh, get to your right answer immediately. Uh, so that's something we did here. And and so the right answer actually ends up being C, which is one, two, and four only. Um, and the idea is that demographic variables are um, variables that um, are actually taken by researchers um, in in a census, essentially. So when a researcher takes a sample of individuals, the variables that are typically um, used to to map that sample and see like what what does that sample consist of? Those are demographic variables, and that seems kind of broad. So it's usually a lot easier to just remember what a few key ones are, and there are things like age, um, gender, ethnicity, and race, um, socioeconomic status. Like those are all demographic variables. Um, what about uh, citizenship? Oh, we don't yeah. get into politics on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, but it totally is though, right? Like, um, but that was that's a. I don't know if you've been following the news and citizenship, whether it's going to be added to our census or not. Yeah, it's it's a hot button issue, uh, and in fact, a lot of um, census uh, demographic variables are hot button issues um, yeah. for for different reasons. Um, diet is not <laughs> well. It might be a hot button issue, but it's not a demographic variable because uh, diet can just change dramatically and very frequently so if it's something like oh what did i eat for breakfast you know maybe i was healthy over the weekend what's the diet of the week the fat of the week (laughs) yeah so it's like well that's not helpful it certainly is helpful for like a doctor to know but it's not something that we would take in a census okay all right oh man so i I, it's funny that that gender for some reason triggered me to think of demo is that a demographic variable um but diet didn't uh i don't know why that's interesting Totally. All right. Question 18. Yeah. 18. With regard to social stratification, a caste system is A, more open than a bureaucracy, B, less likely to value achieved status than a class system, C, more prone to examples of social mobility than an open system, or D, less closed than a meritocracy. Oh. <laughs> terms oh yes so again just knowing all of these terms uh so you'd have to know bureaucracy meritocracy uh class system caste system open system oh man uh you'd have to know them all so uh, to me the first thing that pops into my head when i hear caste system is india right i think india is as kind of a classic caste system 
Um, I don't know if that helps at all. It's just something that pops into my mind. Um, so more open than a bureaucracy. And I, I don't, I don't know how those two are related a bureaucracy and a caste system. So I'm going to throw that one aside for now. Uh, be less likely, less likely to value achieved status than a class system achieved status less likely to value achieved status than a class system um and it's interesting um again just kind of trying to understand the definition of a caste system to from what i remember and i may be completely off it in a caste system you really can't achieve status you're just kind of born into that caste um and so that one doesn't seem right because you don't you don't really achieve status potentially in a caste system. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, see more prone to examples of social mobility than an open system. Uh, more prone to social mobility. Again, social mobility and caste system don't, those don't seem to go together in my mind. Uh, and so I'm only left with D, less closed than a meritocracy. But again, I don't know how those two are related. Uh, so I would choose D just because the other three don't really make sense to me. And I would move on. So it's either A or D, I'm assuming. And I probably picked wrong. <laughs> um, uh, so this one, okay. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so there, I was way off. Well, you know, I mean, you weren't you weren't way off in in how you um, sort of analyzed each of these answer choices. Uh, what, what it really was, was that B, so B is the, the right answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think what it is, is we just need to be careful about, um, extreme thinking because with something like a caste system, like a caste system, it's much, much harder to get unachieved status in a caste system than a class system. But it's not like we can say that achieved status like doesn't exist at all. Yeah. Um, and and you know what? It, it's rereading it. I think I was reading it as they're more likely to value achieved status uh-huh. versus less likely. That yeah. Right. So really, I think I think I was reading it as as more likely, uh, which is why I threw it off pretty quickly. Yeah, and that that would make sense because this one is tricky where two of the answer choices are like more, like more open, more prone, and then two of them are less. So we can really easily forget. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's exactly what's going on here is that uh, caste system, it, it's really hard to achieve any sort of status. And you're sort of locked to, um, in most cases where, wherever you were born. Yeah. Uh, so a caste system is less likely to value achieved yeah. status. Which goes with everything I was saying. I just, yeah. I read it wrong. So I'm like, yeah, that's not it. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So that, that makes it easier. Um, I, I didn't uh, blow it completely. All right. So let's talk about these definitions of the other ones, bureaucracy and meritocracy and an open system. Totally. So a bureaucracy is, uh, it's actually an organization. So an organizational framework uh, where it's essentially the idea is that any organization that gets large enough will eventually start to become this bureaucracy. And uh, classic examples like government, right? And like, so we always think of government as like really inefficient. Um, sometimes we're like, oh, like tons and tons of people work for the government, but they can't always get things uh, done. And there are very strict, like formal roles. Um, that's actually true of any organization that gets large enough will start to do several things, right? So they'll start to uh, have very specific job responsibilities. Um, they'll have, uh, oh, um, 
there'll be a little like in, more impersonal rather than like a really small company that might be really personal. Uh, and they'll fit in, into all of these characteristics of bureaucracy. So that's really interesting. And you should definitely learn like what those characteristics are, but it really has nothing to do with caste and class systems. So it's out. Um, and then the others. So meritocracy, meritocracy is kind of, almost the opposite of a caste system because a meritocracy is a system where uh, the only thing that dictates a person's social status is like what they've earned essentially. So mm-hmm. a meritocracy is where, Oh yeah, if you, you know, work harder, if you um, do a certain thing and someone else doesn't do that thing, like it'll pay off. Like the uh, merit is valued essentially. Um, and then finally we have uh, open versus closed system. And this is sort of like just another way to talk about caste and class systems and meritocracies where an open system is a system where there's a lot of mobility and it's easy for people to move around between classes or between levels. Whereas a closed system is any system where it's much more restrictive. So a caste system is a closed system because it's hard to move around socially. Okay. Cool. Lots and lots and lots of definitions. If if you haven't gotten anything out of this podcast other than that, I, I think uh, that is the biggest t- take home from from what I see day in and day out uh, from students talking about the MCAT and their experience with it and the students who do well and how they prepared and just really understanding what all these things mean. And then obviously on top of Knowing it, you obviously have to then implement it and read the questions appropriately and try to break down what they're asking. But the, having the definitions for all of these things is so important. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. Short, sweet sociology should be easy, but it's not. That's why we have some high yield topics for you today. Hopefully the pointers that you got in this podcast today will help you score a point or two higher on your psych SOS section. It's very hard to say. Psych, so, section. (laughs) I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to subscribe so you get this podcast in your inbox every week. Don't forget to let your friends and family and everyone know about this podcast for free MCAT prep. Actually, here's, here's my ask for you this week. Go to Reddit. Go to Student Doctor Network. Go see and find a post where somebody's asking about MCAT prep and point them to a specific episode maybe that's at, uh, that is answering their specific question. Don't just send them to the MCAT podcast in general unless it's a general question about MCAT prep. Maybe they're asking a specific question about a specific topic. And you're like, oh, I know that Ryan and Clara or Brian covered this in the MCAT podcast, and I'm going to send them that specific episode. I would love for you to do that. That would be amazing. And I would thank you and be very, very grateful. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAP Podcast. This is MedEd Media.